I'm Amber. Welcome to Politics But Make It Fashion. Come interview with me. Come and join us at the inaugural Freedom Fund Gala. This will be our first gala for the NAACP Lackawanna County branch. Come together to make a positive impact in our community. This event is a celebration of our collective efforts towards a more inclusive and equitable society. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to be part of something truly special. This event will take place on Saturday, October 21st, starting at 6 p.m. and it will go through 9 p.m. It is at Fiorelli's, which is on 1501 Main Street in Peckville. Hailing from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Lael is an emo rap artist whose journey in music began during her teenage years. In 2020, she made a life-changing decision to use music as her means of self-expression and as a catalyst for personal growth. Inspired by different artists like Cute Is What We Aim For and Juice World, Lael found a powerful avenue to convey her inner fire. Over time, she has released a series of singles, each contributing to her evolution as an artist. Her diverse influences of hip-hop, indie, emo, and punk rock has shaped a style that is uniquely her own. In 2023, Leo made the decision to quit her job and focus exclusively on music, making a significant milestone in her music career. Since then, she has consistently graced the stage, captivating audiences with her talent while performing at sold-out venues, festivals, and opening for national touring artists. She is gearing up to release her first EP, Scene One, which is scheduled for release November 2023. This EP promises to be a reflection of her growth and a testament to the power of music. I hope you really enjoy this interview. Welcome back to Politics But Make It Fashion. Come interview with me. It's your host, Amber Viola. And this week, I have actually like my first rapper, guys. I have my first musical artist on here today, Lael. So thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Did I pronounce your name right? Yeah, Lael. Okay, good. Because I'm really bad at that. So just. (laughs) No, that was perfect. Thank you. All right, cool. So you're my first um, kind of musical artist and rapper, I guess, that I've had on here. So I do have a bunch of questions that I would love to just kick <laughs> your brain on. Um, yeah. Kind of my first thing is you're, you grew up in Lancaster. And so like you're from Central PA. Now you're in NEPA. Like, how did you find rap um, <laughs> when... <laughs> That's hilarious. So how did that um, kind of become your flavor of music, I guess? Yeah, um, I, I would just, yeah, I, I do have a lot of flavors, I would say. And, and like definitely at a young age, music was just a big part. But um, man, I remember like my brother, like kind of, my brother's six years older than me. So he kind of like got me into rap and hip hop, like 
growing up Lil Wayne was really big and like yeah. Young Money was huge so like Nicki and Drake Lil Wayne and then when I started getting older like Mac Miller mm-hmm. I just like jumped on the scene and I fell in love <laughs> yeah I really did fall in love with Mac Miller and I've always like followed hip-hop but it wasn't until like he started releasing that I started like man like freestyling to like Mac Miller instrumentals on YouTube mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like so that's kind of like my first love for it like where I like really found a passion for it yeah why is why was music so important to you um it just like was something that clicked with me at a young age like stood out with me like I think maybe first grade a little bit before I asked my parents to take drum lessons I don't even remember asking them but I remember taking drum lessons (laughs) like I've always was in band in school my dad like loved like classic music like like classic rock like Elton John and like Jimi Hendrix yeah so yeah my dad was like a big influence in me liking music not necessarily the genre that I chose now but, but just music in general yeah like yeah. he would take car rides he would just talk the whole time about like <laughs> all these artists like you ever seen those memes like your dad gonna tell you what this guy ate for dinner like the yeah. night that he performed this concert that was my dad yeah <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, no. Yeah, so it was really cool, like, kind of like a bonding thing that just stuck with me. Yeah, when you were younger and stuff and you, like, had this love for music, did you ever think that you would become an artist or did you just think it was something that you just really liked? Yeah, I thought it was, like, a fantasy, like a dreamland. Yeah. Like, something that I could never do. It was just, like, in my imagination for fun. Right. So when you, because I know that now you're kind of pursuing music full time. So tell me kind of about before you were doing that and your thought process of like, I'm going to just go big and go home and, and jump into this. Dang. Um, <clears throat> that honestly, my commitment to it was long before I started doing anything. Um, so man, I would, <laughs> it was so weird. Like maybe one day and like, 2018 or 2019 I remember I took my parents out to the Olive Garden yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I was I don't know maybe like 20 21 at the time 22 something like that and uh took them to the Olive Garden and just sat them down and told them I'm gonna pursue a music career and they were like okay yeah (laughs) like (laughs) they were cool (laughs) Like, they were cool, but I don't think they really, like, understood at the time, like, how serious it was going to get. Yeah. So that was, like, just, like, a weird moment for them, I'm sure, <laughs> like, reflecting right. back. But to me, that was, like, I was, like, okay, like, if I'm going to do this, I have to start telling people. And they were pretty much the first people that I told out loud, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Was it ever weird for you to say that, like, you were an artist? Because I know for me and talking to some other people to say, like, oh, I'm a podcaster as, like, my official, like, title and everything. It felt so weird at first saying it. Did you feel that? Yeah, I felt totally weird. And probably didn't say it for years. (laughs) 
<laughs> when you said you said something that like your parents didn't really know kind of like all the stuff that was going to go into it and everything did you realize what was going to go into taking on a music career full-time no not at all I had no idea like I had literally zero ideas <laughs> about what to do how to do it how to progress it took a really long time for yeah. me to even start what was your what was the first moment that you kind of was like okay this is where i'm gonna start from this is my starting point man it's so crazy um like way back in the day like 2015 2016 um my brother like pastored at a youth group and he like just needed someone to like do worship like play guitar and sing yeah. And like I told him that I would do it. <laughs> and I was like, why did I say that out loud? Like <laughs> I was like I like that made me nervous. Like I was like, I've never played in front of anybody. Like I never even told people like I sing. I like he was like, What? He was like, Okay. <laughs> like sure. Wow. <laughs> like and I just started doing that. And like that's kind of when the seed was planted for me mm-hmm. that I wanted to keep on doing that. What was your how. what was your favorite worship song to play? Dang, um, dang, I don't, I don't even remember like a lot of the song titles, but there's an artist that I really like. His name is John Mark McMillan. He's fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, so many artists started off in church. That's how I started singing was that's in cool. church and being on the worship team and being a worship leader and stuff and then being in a choir and everything. So that is, I love that. I think that's so (laughs) funny. And it's, and it's honestly, I I loved music and that really led to my love of music. Yeah. Like gospel music is fire. Yeah. Yeah. And, And just to be able to appreciate like, okay, maybe I don't necessarily like this artist or like this song, but I can mm-hmm. appreciate the music. I can appreciate the singer's voice and like the talent mm-hmm. behind it yeah. and everything. I and agree. also like how music moves people. You see that when you're up there on stage and you're a worship leader, you can see how different chord progressions and, um, you know, playing different notes and things like this, minor tones, like how that's going to influence the the audience that you're playing to. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, the emotion is like crazy. I would mm-hmm. say like, yeah, like even impacts me until this day in music. Yeah. 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 So when you, um, so you said that you were really influenced by Mac Miller. So yeah. do you feel like when he passed, that was like a, a big push for you? No, I would say it was like the opposite of a push. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, like really, it like really got me like, like, I felt like it's just a classic fan to artist connection that that artist had no idea, like how much they meant to me, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. Like, you still feel that bond. And I feel like me and Mac weren't the same age. He was more like my brother's age, like a couple years older than me, a few years older than me. But I just felt like we went through like a lot of the same like like mental like roller coaster kind of questions and life struggles 
Yeah. You could just see that in his music. And I felt like at the time of my life, I was always connecting to him, like through his fun era, through like the depression era, through like the rehab era. Like it was just really cool to like, I just felt like I connected to every part of like where he was at. So for him to pass, that was like really hard for me because I was maybe not in the best situation of my life. Mm-hmm. So it was like, dang, when his album came out, I loved it. And yeah, then just a couple months later, he was gone. Yeah. I mean, people can really influence you. Um, and there is that connection where you you feel like you know this person on such a personal level because their writing is so personal and they're so vulnerable in their music and their songs. Yeah. And you connect with them. And I remember when um Chester um when he died, that yeah. That what for me was kind of the same thing because growing up he saved my life point blank, mm-hmm. you know, listening to his music and Lincoln Park and just feeling this connection with somebody. I can say that he's the reason that I'm still here, you know, and then yeah. for him not to be was very hard. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's very relatable feeling. Yeah. Definitely. So where do you feel like a lot of the emotion in your music and your lyrics and stuff really comes from, from you? Definitely just like my belief in the words. Like, I definitely feel like there is power in your words. Um, And me, like someone that I feel like personally I've been through just a lot. So I, I like to convey that like I'd like people to know that like man like it's okay to think through this stuff and I really feel like my my lyrics are a thinker and that's like the emotion from it and even when I hop on stage like I try my best to like connect to that so I can really portray those lyrics like in the rightful way yeah yeah, because you talked about, like, depression and different things like that. Do you write about those type of, like, mental health feelings um, in your music? And kind of, like, how much of that... Because there's always this back and forth between, like, how vulnerable do I want to be? Like, how much yeah. do I want to put in there? So how do you kind of decide, like, how much of that do you want to write about? That's something I had to grow through and learn and just kind of accept um that vulnerability is necessary um to connect with with people um so definitely that was a battle like when I first started writing maybe like 2020 2021 even last year um where I struggled with like asking myself oh do I want to put this in there yeah when I write something it stays like it's going in there but before yeah I used to battle like oh do I want this person to hear that or I want this person to hear that. It used to be in my mind, but mm-hmm. now I really don't let it, I don't let myself question it because it's, it's really, really needed. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. And um, do you think that it was on a more personal one-on-one level? Like I'm worried about so-and-so hearing this more than it was about the world, if that makes sense? Yeah, definitely the world, just like in general, like, people like people that I know yeah maybe not as much with people that I don't know but 
anyone that I would know, I'm like, ooh. Like, yeah, <laughs> I can get on here and talk about so many things, but when I would think about individual people sometimes listening or hearing my thoughts on this or hearing my thoughts on that, I'd be like, do I want to say that? And it was so weird being more scared of like an individual's um, way of taking something than actually like the whole world, like, or all the totally. strangers that are going to listen to this. Yeah. Like I'd almost prefer like, yeah. only strangers <laughs> listening to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so as an artist and especially as a writer, um, how do you kind of decide what maybe like issues you want to take a stance on or even taking a stance in your writing? Um, how do you kind of decide that now? Cause I know in our like political climate, everything is political. So you say something, mm -hmm. whether you kind of want it to be or not. So how do you go about that, putting that in there or not putting it in there? Dang, really? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It is, it is a tough one. Really, I don't talk a lot about um, situations that aren't my own. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't really like to state my opinion on a lot of things like that, especially like when it comes, like obviously politics, like even just like drama or like a situation with another human being. Like, I don't always like to speak on that just in general, uh, just because to me, it's healthier for my mind to just like not have it, not have it like affect me like that, not have it as a question, if that kind of makes sense. Like, whereas in like, I'm going to just speak on my, my thoughts, like my right. opinion. So I'm not really gonna address other people's thoughts or really other situations that wouldn't be my own, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because there is always a question kind of of like, is is music political in itself yeah. or should it be something where it's just an escape, you know, to where you can just listen to something and enjoy, you know, and zone out or should it be saying something? You know, I think it can be both. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, some people use it as their way of expressing. So like if that's something heavy on someone's mind, I can see them turning it into like a musical expression like I can totally see that and I think we have that today there are a lot of songs out there that are like strictly political about yeah. people's thoughts do you ever but, feel yeah, for me, like politics aren't really peace yeah I don't know if I'd write about it. do you ever feel like a pressure like as like a uh, queer artist that to maybe an unspoken pressure you know but to speak on certain things um, I guess I do, in a way, talk about it, but I don't talk about it like how people would expect to hear it. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely more of like, like I said, like, I kind of like people to think, and I would say that, like, kind of addressing it is, like, a little topical sometimes, like, surfacey. Yeah. Like, whereas in, like, like... Some people go through the fact that, like, they are a part of that community. That's a struggle for them. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, like, I like to keep it more, like, subliminal, like, so everyone can still relate to it. Right, But it's still, right. like, a specific problem that we may face. Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. So that, 
it can be inter you know because music can be interpreted in all kind of different ways so whether somebody totally. deals with like a struggle over here or a struggle over there they can kind of relate to the struggle 1000 yeah yeah so what was it like being here as like a gay artist in NEPA or even central PA in Lancaster. I used to live in Lebanon uh, a long time ago when I was a kid, and that wasn't really the most um, diverse area. Okay, yeah, I was like, I, I guess I'm pretty blessed in Lancaster. Lancaster is like a great city. Yeah. Um, so I've never, I've never personally run into any problems face to face. You know, I, I guess some online haters. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no one's like, yeah, no, I don't think I've ever had a problem with it. And uh, it's not really something that I think about, like, on the day to day. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's kind of no, I love that, my though. relationship with it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because I think sometimes, like, I say, me and my brother always say this to each other, where, like, you're walking around and you forget you're black. You know, like, <laughs> you forget you're gay for a yeah. second because yeah, you're just living your life. Yeah. And you remember when something happens or like somebody says something, you get a hater online. You're like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that's that's definitely how I feel about it. And it's I don't think it's like intentional. It's just, yeah, like you're just living your life. Yeah. I found up here there's a lot more people who are ignorant in a true sense of the word word where they just don't know. And it's not coming from a place of hate. It's coming from a place of like curiosity and kind of, you know, you're different. So I want to know, or I want to ask you questions. I, yeah, I totally get that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've lived in Texas for a part of my life and I felt like down there, like they were a lot more accepting than, we would like perceive like that state to be so it is kind of weird that especially just like pa in general is like pretty like i don't know i feel like pretty chill about a lot of things but you're yeah. right i feel like up here maybe people are just like don't know as much like about it i think it's pretty chill because people get really surprised um that like i love it up here or that i'm up here um today I, I'm the commander of my American Legion. It's up in the Poconos in Goolsboro. Okay. And that's where I was this morning. And like, I had people um, over the weekend be surprised. They're like, wow, you're the commander up there in the boonies, you know? And it's other people surprised on the outside that like, I would thrive in an environment like that. Or you, would, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah. no, once you get here, like you're surprised how accepting and wonderful a lot of the people here can be yeah totally like yeah most people just don't ask I feel like maybe they stay away from it because <laughs> they don't know like what to say but no one's like ever rude to me you can tell when someone doesn't know what to what say and they're you know wondering yeah like you can see when they're like looking and they're thinking at the same time <laughs> yeah 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 but like I don't think anyone's ever been like blatantly like who are you <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I want to ask you questions about clothing. Okay, word. <laughs> um, so obviously I love clothes. And up here, like there's just such a weird, different fashion vibe here, but 
as a female rap artist or just artist, do you feel pressure mm. to dress or be presenting yourself a certain way? <laughs> and maybe not necessarily here, but just overall in the industry? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely thoughts, but I would say that, like, it's it's not like a bad pressure. It's more of like, I've never cared and now it's like man I should I should care about this mm. <laughs> so like I just never been the type or I try to not be the type to care like what I wear or like how I look because to me I'm not really I wouldn't say I'm like a real fashion kind of person like I don't really know what's gonna look the best together or like what's trending or what's happening so now it's more like I'm trying to like be intentional about my fit mm -hmm. whereas in the past like if I got jeans and a shirt like I'm chilling yeah no and I think that sometimes there's this idea of like it being a bad thing to care about what you look like um yeah and obviously like everything in balance you know but but I do, like, growing up and stuff, it's, like, especially in your head as a woman, like, you don't want to care too much because then people are going to think you're conceited and that's all that you care about. But you also want to present yourself in a certain way, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I guess, look, for a long time, like, I just felt weird about it. Like, um, felt weird about, like, what I wore. You know, just, like, gender identity, like, crisis. yeah or whatever so Why, what would through. feel what would feel weird like what would be the weird part i like the weird part is me like being insecure <laughs> that was the weird part but like yeah like it was just always that to me like before i grew up and like understood like sexuality and all that kind of stuff like that was like a big thing like clothing to me was like i had to dress a certain way i had to look a certain way you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that, like, I think as a kid, that's kind of, like, just the shit that you see on the internet. Like, you think you have to be this way. You think you have to be that way. So it did kind of affect me. So, uh, yeah, When you so were younger, know, did, your, did you dress more tomboyish, or did, was your family, like, have you in dresses? For a long time, like, I wore what I wanted. Like, there are times that, like, we would go somewhere, and my mom would be like, you gotta wear something. <laughs> you gotta like, wear it. Look nice. <laughs> like nice clothes, and that to me was like like detrimental spiral. I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm not going. <laughs> like it was like that serious to me. But like now that I'm older, it's like I know it's not that deep. Yeah, like, it's not that serious. But when you're a kid and like you're trying to figure that stuff out, like I thought I had to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like a weird thing for me. It, it, it really is. I had um I had a guest on a couple weeks ago um and they were talking about how it was never necessarily about like wearing the dress when they were a kid or not, but just that mm -hmm. pressure and kind of like wanting to identify yourself in a certain way and also like it not being that deep if you could just put wear what you wanted, you know, and yeah. Yeah, and be able to do yeah. that and how that's something that's so small can really just have a really big impact on on a person and on how they feel and how confident they are. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah, so it wasn't like, I don't know, now I'm not saying that I would wear a dress, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what 
I mean? Like, it's different for me. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so hard to explain, but I'm, I'm glad someone else feels that way, too. Because I don't always have the words for, like, yeah. what that is. Well, I remember uh, artists like Debrat when, you know, she came out and she had definitely a more masculine you know, dress and vibe. And then sure. like her one video when she did ladies night and she has like the white bikini top on and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, everybody was like, oh my gosh, she <laughs> looks like a girl now and she's dressing mm-hmm. more feminine. And I know that her, and I think Missy too had spoke about just the pressure of feeling like you have to be sexy or a certain way to kind of sell music and do different things as a woman that like necessarily men can kind of just do whatever yeah for sure (laughs) so weird (laughs) right always so what is advice that you right now would give your younger artist self dang that's a great one um (laughs) dang like this is advice that I've been told um, even back in the day, but obviously didn't didn't click until you're older, but just get over it. Like get over yourself and do it. That's like the best thing you can do. Like no matter what, we're going to wake up tomorrow and do something, do something that you want to do. Yeah. And just start. Yeah. And I think you can surprise yourself once you start and you're like, oh, wow, I, this is going better than I thought it was going to (laughs) go. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone would be surprised if they just kind of stepped out, like took a little leap of faith a little bit. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And I want to know what projects do you have coming out right now and what are you working on and where can people find you at? Hey, um, yeah, again, thank you. Um, so I'm working on an EP right now. It's actually done. It's called Scene One. It's going to be the startup, basically. A little taste of everything that I got and, and love. Um, it's going to be emotional. It's going to be vibey. It's going to be, like, hip-hoppy, poppy, punky. It's, it's going to be a vibe um, so that everyone can find it. November 25th uh, on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, etc. And uh, my IG and Facebook is at Layle Official. And that is L-A-Y-U-L. Correct. Yes. There you go, guys. <laughs> um, thank you so much <laughs> for joining me on this episode. Um, this was a fun interview. It's been nice to get to know you. Um, we got to meet in person at the um, Electric City Medi- Music Conference. Hey, yes. um, the <laughs> Steamtown Music Awards. So what award were you up for? I, you know, I didn't get no award. And, um, you know, shout out all the nominees. Shout out Electric City Music Conference. That's yeah, hard. but I did not get, get an award. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because I didn't get an award, but it's fine. Uh, I did get to perform and present an award. And, you know, me and my team, we had a crazy fun weekend. That was just. Oh, a it, was a, it was a vibe, wasn't it? Yeah. It yeah, was we had a, a lot of fun. Every day. Yeah. That really. was a good time. Um, Definitely, guys, go follow her on social media. 
And make sure that you give us a subscribe wherever you listen. Our podcast is on Apple, Google, Spotify. We also have a YouTube channel called Politics But Make It Fashion. You can find us on TikTok at Politics But Make It Fashion and Instagram at Politics But Make It Fashion 1. And we will chat soon. Bye. Bye. Come and join us at the inaugural Freedom Fund Gala. This will be our first gala for the NAACP Lackawanna County branch. Come together to make a positive impact in our community. This event is a celebration of our collective efforts towards a more inclusive and equitable society. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to be part of something truly special. This event will take place on Saturday, October 21st, starting at 6 p.m. and it will go through 9 p.m. It is at Fiorelli's, which is on 1501 Main Street in Peckville.